hard-hitting medical truth, cutting through conflict and confusion to the understanding you're searching for. Join Dr. Peter McCullough, world-renowned medical expert and practicing physician for this edition of the McCullough Report. Your life may depend on it. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is a McCullough Report, and I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm broadcasting today from the restaurant in the Captain Cook Hotel in Anchorage, Alaska. I've traveled all the way up here for a health freedom event hosted by Dr. Ilana Farr. I had a chance to meet her. She trained at the University of Washington in Seattle just a few years ahead of uh, when I trained. She trained in what's called the WAMI system, the Washington, Alaska, Montana, Idaho system, which is a wonderful training program that receives patients from the entire Pacific Northwest. Uh, I trained in the traditional uh, internal medicine program in Seattle, <coughs> the nation's largest internal medicine program, multiple hospitals. Uh, so we're really familiar with the Pacific Northwest, the, the indigenous people, the American Indians, as well as the Eskimos and the health problems that they entail. We had a wonderful dinner last night, uh, joined by former uh, Alabama gubernatorial candidate, uh, Dr. Stuart Tankersley, Tankersley, who's a esteemed military physician, his wife and his daughter, as well as uh, several other doctors and uh, people really of note here, uh, all uh, have gathered in Anchorage, Alaska to put on a wonderful program. I'll be giving the keynote speech on kicking it off on the Friday evening, then I will be down to Houston uh, to receive an award uh, on that Saturday night. So busy travel sequence for Dr. McCullough, your host on America Loud Talk Radio. Uh, I wanted to set the stage for the back half of the McCullough Report, and that is a general theme. Uh, a theme that we're seeing is that people are becoming persistently sick after multiple rounds of COVID-19. There's no doubt about it. The illness is driven by the presence of the spike protein. Spike protein is the spine on the surface of the virus. Many of you are familiar with this. The virus is a ball. That's a nucleocapsid. <coughs> spike protein are these, these, basically these spikes that stick up that create the corona when you look at it in a picture. Uh, the spike protein was modified with research uh, that was laid out by Dr. Ralph Barrick and his senior author, Vineet Manicheri. They published this in Nature Medicine in 2015 and proceeds to the National Academy of Sciences in 2016. And the titles of their paper uh, dealt with a Wuhan Institute of Virology 1 uh, virus that's poised for human emergence. So they had created this virus. It's a chimeric, taking the more lethal aspects of a bat coronavirus and, and merging it with a human coronavirus uh, and, and getting that spike protein to lock into a key receptor called the ACE2 receptor, uh, allowing the virus to gain entry into human respiratory epithelial cells. This was all described in Barrick's papers. Uh, the papers were fully registered and funded by the National Institutes of Health, National uh, Immunology, Allergy, and Infectious Disease Branch that at the time was headed by Anthony Fauci. The papers indicate that it was gain-of-function research that was grandfathered in after the Obama NIH moratorium on gain-of-function research. They indicate that it was outsourced to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and they thank Dr. Shengling Li uh, for her actually doing the physical work in the Wuhan lab. At the time, it was a biosecurity 
level three lab, the annex that was not fully built by that time. The biosecurity annex level four wasn't open until 2017. And then lastly, the papers thank the EcoHealth Alliance, headed by Dr. Peter Daszak, who was the non-governmental organization that's a go-between between the National Institutes of Health and U.S. researchers in China. Now, Daszak, uh, subsequently, after the pandemic, has had more NIH funds released to him, and he's taking his back coronavirus cadre of projects now to Duke University uh, in Singapore and doing continued biological threat development with bat coronaviruses, also working on monoclonal vaccines uh, and, uh, and monoclonal antibodies and vaccines at the same time. So uh, the U.S. government, multiple agencies, the EcoHealth Alliance, U.S. researchers, researchers uh, worldwide are all deeply involved in biological threat research. It seems to be centered on coronaviruses because they're so infectious, they can be spread so easily. I don't think other viral infections, paramyxovirus or um, uh, or rhinovirus, Marburg, uh, Nipah, Zika. I just don't think they're going to be that uh, infectious. They can't spread so easily, so we won't have outbreaks. But the coronavirus is proven. It could make the entire world sick, and that appears to be where Dasik is focusing his efforts. Dasik aspires, uh, in his article in 2020 on Disease X, to have a whole portfolio of biological threats, these viruses and have a whole portfolio of military countermeasures being monoclonal uh, antibodies, vaccines, potentially other th therapeutics. Dasik's aspiration is that holding both the threats and the countermeasures that he and his organization have power, and they have power to negotiate, get more money, more contracts. They're an NGO, so they don't have to report uh, really to any particular country or authority. They're completely independent, just like the Gates Foundation. This is what we describe in the biopharmaceutical complex. The reason why I'm telling you all this is that the spike protein is very unnatural. The human body appears not to be able to break it down. Now with the SARS-CoV-2 infection itself, only the S1 segment survives in the human body. That's been shown by Dr. Bruce Patterson, who's been a guest on my show. And the S1 segment is stuck in CD16 monocytes up to 15 months after the natural infection. However, with the vaccine, uh, the messenger RNA installs the full genetic code and the full spike protein gets in the body. That's the S1 and the S2 segment. And there, the manufacturers, both Pfizer and Moderna, chose a proline to proline um, insertion that holds the spike protein in the pre-fusion conformation. And it turns out this version of the spike protein A is far bigger. It also is not broken down by human enzymes, and it's far more dangerous. It drives uh, blood clotting, uh, heart damage, damage to the neurologic system, uh, immunologic changes, and now uh, appears as if the S2 segment probably inhibits tumor suppressor systems, P53 and BRCA. So with this context that the human body is being loaded with spike protein from the infection and from the vaccine and from both, and we don't have an ability to get rid of it, the spike protein is the cause of long COVID syndrome, so many of these vaccine injury syndromes. And so therefore, we are on a quest to find a way to help the body break down the spike protein and eliminate it. It's a process we call detoxification. Myself, Dr. Brian Proctor, our assistant Kate Wynn, published in the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons in 2023, the first detoxification protocol that proposes two 
enzymes that actually are proven to break down the spike protein in preclinical models. One is natokinase. Natokinase, it's a derivative from the breakdown of soy by a bacteria, Bacillus subtilis natto. And uh, uh, it's been used as, a, as a, a general health food by the Japanese, actually a breakfast food for over a thousand years. And it's been in a capsule form as a cardiovascular supplement for a couple of decades. Multiple studies show that natokinase uh, helps dissolve blood clots, breaks down other proteins, helps, helps reduce blockages in blood vessels. So supported by some, but not all studies. And it lowers LDL cholesterol by about 18 points, lowers blood pressure. So it's anti-atherosclerotic and proteolytic. And in papers by Tanakawa and Obu, clearly natokinase breaks down the spike protein. So natokinase is in the detoxification protocol. Now, we picked a low dose, 2,000 units twice a day. It certainly could be uh, a much larger dose. The uh, Chinese, in a study by, by Chen and colleagues, picked 10,000 units a day. We're only suggesting... 4,000 units a day. So we can actually go up on the natokinase dose. I talked to several doctors last night at dinner. They are doing that if patients aren't getting better more quickly. The next uh, product that's in the base spike detoxification is bromelain. Bromelain is a uh, family of enzymes derived from the stems of pineapple. It uh, is also proteolytic, uh, thrombolytic. It, it uh, raises um, levels of antithrombosis in the body, so it is a blood thinner. Bromelain was approved as an FDA drug, but in ointment form, a kind of a concentrated ointment form, because it breaks down thick proteins and it's uh, anti-infective in deep tissue burns. So actually, bromelain is used as an ointment. But it's been available as an oral supplement in capsule form for quite some time, and the proposed dose is 500 milligrams a day. Again, could be increased. Both natokinase and bromelain have side effects of bleeding and bruising, so I want you to know about that. And then the final um, component of what's called base spike detoxification, a trio, and that is curcumin. Curcumin is derived from turmeric, and curcumin is a concentrated part of turmeric, and uh, it must be given either in nano or liposomal format or be combined with piperine, which is an extract of black pepper, in order to get it to be absorbed in the human body. But with curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day, there are prospective double-blind clinical trials showing benefit reductions in inflammatory factors. People feel better on uh, curcumin. Wonderful supplement, actually, for arthritis anyway. So curcumin is it. We proposed all three for the following reasons. Is one, we've been observing this in our clinic. We have adequate supportive data. Uh, and uh, no single product with COVID or Vaccine injury syndrome seems to be a silver bullet, so we need to use drugs in combination. And also, we have found that the minimum time period before people really get better is three months. Most people take 12 months, even longer. And by using three together, we may speed the recovery of a post-COVID or long-COVID vaccine injury syndrome. Again, we have the caveats of bleeding. I had a patient the other day who was on Eliquis, a popular blood thinner, and on uh, bromelain and natokinase curcumin fell and had really big-time bruising in the leg, so we actually had to hold the products for a few days, let him recover from the bruising. So it can happen. So I want to warn you on that. The Biden administration has spent over a billion dollars in their long COVID program. They've not come up with a single drug or a single protocol. There are no prospective randomized, large randomized trials planned with triple-base detoxification. So it's a proposal. Uh, we do not have a conclusive 
human data, but we have careful observations doing the best we can uh, in our office and our practices, and it is taking off as a worldwide standard for detoxification. <clears throat> now, one of the best sources of natokinase is offered by the wellness company, and it's called Spike Support. So it's natokinase, uh, two capsules equals 2,000 units, and it's given twice a day, but it also has other minor components, including black sativa extract, that's particularly um, uh, desirable, iris sea moss, uh, dandelion extract, uh, and these minor ingredients may play a role. Uh, so we use spike support with uh, bromelain and curcumin, and for full disclosure, I'm the chief scientific officer of the wellness company. I advise the company on this. Uh, spike support was not my original idea, though. I give credit to Dr. Jennifer Vandewater. For, she's a pharmacist for putting together spike support. Now, uh, clearly the most popular and utilized uh, detoxification product worldwide by the wellness company. Go to twc.health for spike support. People are constantly trying to help others, and I understand that. People have said, well, can we add things to triple-based detoxification? I said, yes. Recently, chiropractor, but also, you know, kind of natural supplement expert, Dr. Brian Artis, has uh, proposed uh, nicotine, nicotine gum. That may help with symptoms. I, I have no problem with that. If people want to try that, particularly smokers, it may help. Others have said add N-acetylcysteine. Have no problem with that. That rejuvenates the glutathione system. Uh, but both nicotine and, uh, and uh, N-acetylcysteine, they don't dissolve the spike protein. They don't fundamentally handle the problem, so they're fine to add to, to symptoms. Others say add low-dose naltrexone. Again, have no problem uh, with that to help manage symptoms. I have found if patients have evidence of persistent SARS-CoV-2 infection, uh, particularly with skin manifestations that actually prolonged ivermectin plays a role. Additionally, I've found that those who have ANA-positive, antinuclear antibody-positive, that uh, adding hydroxychloroquine over a prolonged period of time plays an important role. If there's pleural uh, or pericardial chest-like symptoms, I add colchicine. And remember, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, colchicine, they were used in randomized trials to treat COVID. So we actually have COVID genre data with these generic products. We know they're safe and they are potentially effective in these syndromes. The name of the game in treating post-vaccine and long COVID syndromes is using drugs in combination. Uh, for non-medicinal approaches, uh, diets that are high in high quality sources of protein, uh, uh, fresh fruits and vegetables and eliminating sugar, starch, and saturated fats plays a role. Prolonged fasting or intermittent fasting at least 16 hours a day appears to be uh, very reasonable and rational. I do it myself. Uh, and then uh, exercise, both aerobic and strength exercise, helping people come back. Lastly, uh, several studies support the use of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Uh, Swedish have a protocol as low as six sessions of hyperbaric. Um, others, uh, including studies in Israel, use uh, over 40 sessions. But hyperbaric oxygen is something that should be considered. With all that as a backdrop, my special guest today is Dr. Uh, uh, Antonis Karagopoulos, Tony Karagopoulos. He's a, he's a uh, uh, former guest on the program. He's an independent MD-PhD researcher in uh, Greece. He's worked at some of the most prestigious molecular institutes in Athens, Greece. He has his own independent laboratory, and he is going to lay out the rationale for using medicinal-grade extra virgin olive oil, which can, contains a component called lutein. 
and lutein appears to be very beneficial. We have a paper in preprint on this to support the scientific rationale. And we're talking, you know, about like three teaspoons to tablespoons of this medicinal grade olive oil. So the dose is not well worked out and the source of the product is not well worked out in terms of where you would get this, but we want to lay out the concepts so you can understand it and we will bring to you later on when we get really solid product sourcing on this and what we can recommend. I wanted to get the scientific principles out on the McCullough Report so you can fully understand what we're talking about uh, and uh, get this uh, really out to the public in public view. Um, so I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. He's a terrific uh, man who starts out with his commitment to the Hippocratic Oath, helping, uh, really trying to help not only his friends and family and patients increase, but also helping out the world. He's a real humanitarian, Dr. Antonis Karigopoulos. We call him Tony. And you're going to love him on the McCullough Report. So let's get to it on the backside. You're listening to the McCullough Report. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. Let's get real. Let's get loud. On America Out Loud Talk Radio, this is a McCullough Report. The wellness companies offering the Signature Series Spike Support Formula. The wellness company supports this formula because it's designed to remove spike protein from the body in its design, in terms of its mechanism of action. The accumulation of spike protein occurs because of repeated COVID-19 vaccination and COVID-19 illness. The spike protein stays in the body a long time, causes heart brain, body tissue damage, as well as blood clotting. The spike support formula is designed to help the body catabolize the spike protein, begin to remove it through its natural mechanisms. It includes natokinase, the principal ingredient, 2000 fibrinolytic units or 100 milligrams. Those are uh, equal in terms of uh, conversion. Selenium, 75 micrograms, black sativa extract, 500 milligrams, Irish sea moss powder, 500 milligrams, green tea extract, 150 milligrams, and dandelion extract, 50 milligrams. Why the other ingredients? The other ingredients are designed to help block the spike protein's effect on tissues, help tissues recover and repair. It's the best we have now when patients are in need at this point in time, we can't make broad therapeutic claims regarding disease states, but we can tell you that this is reasonable in terms of supporting the body and helping the body clear spike protein and allowing your pathway back to better health. So go to twc.health and check out the spike support formula. You can use our promotional codes or go through our banner bars on our site to get promotional codes and discounts on your purchase. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. 
Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA cell signaling molecules liquid supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Hello, Hello this is America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report. It's a great pleasure to welcome a friend all the way uh, uh, over the Atlantic Ocean, across the Mediterranean Sea to Greece, Dr. Anthony Karagopoulos, who is a wonderful uh, molecular biologist. He's a, uh, a scientist who's contributed greatly over the course of the pandemic. He's helped us understand so much about the SARS-CoV-2 and the vaccines, and now uh, he's applying his scholarship in helping us with some practical things we can do that are evidence-based to help so many people exposed to the virus and to the vaccines. Dr. Karyopoulos. Please, Peter, call me Anthony. This is Anthony. Okay, so my my surname is a funny surname, so anyway. Um, uh, I'm a medical microbiologist, but um, an MD medical microbiologist originating from uh, UK. But um, for many, many years, I have been uh, working as a scientist on molecular genetics of aging and molecular genetics of cancer at the National Hellenic Research Foundation since um, 2001, actually. Uh, I left the team due to high censoring uh, after um, some months uh, before, after the COVID uh, started, 2000 because uh, I wanted to do work on COVID, on spike protein, and I wanted to do real work um, on how we can uh, withstand this pandemic, and not, not only the pandemic, but the spike protein pathology. So I give all my strength I have as a human to try and save as many people as possible. Even one counts. Because... I think that's a, Anthony, that's a great mantra. I've always said that, you know, with all the effort we've had in the last four years, even if we helped one person, it was worth it. It was worth it. I gave the Hippocratian oath three times in my life, and I want to obey every single word of it. I tell you, those are, those are strong words, and we've published, uh, you, you know, a great deal uh, over the course of the pandemic. It's been a great collaboration. Now, your most recent paper deals with um, a component of food called lutein. And, yes. uh, you know, I want you to explain to your audience about lutein. So go ahead and, t- and introduce lutein to the audience. Lutein is a wonderful molecule found in food. Uh, lutein is a very, very fragile molecule, has low bioavailability, which means when you eat it, you don't get enough amounts in your body. However, lutein protects many, many organs from the eyes, the kidneys, the heart, the liver of the human body against oxidation. 
lutein is a highly antioxidant xanthophyll. I mean, it has a yellow color. What happens with lutein is the natural compound antioxidant compound. It restores the homeostasis, which means the balance of many processes inside the organism staying the same. The organism has homeostasis, and due to homeostasis, we live, is the first term of physiology of human medicine. So, lutein restores the homeostasis of both oxidative and nitrosative stress. Oxygen produces oxygen radical species, and these oxygen radical species, which are very reactive and toxic, produce also reactive species from nitrogen, which are more reactive and more toxic to the human organism. So, the antioxidant lutein, we have found in our paper, that can alleviate the post-COVID symptoms and the mRNA vaccination injury syndromes, injury, in, injury syndromes. In both cases, we have similar events, not actually the same events on the post-COVID syndrome and the mRNA vaccination syndrome, but mainly there are the uh, common points that lutein can act therapeutically. So, many studies on uh, clinical studies on eye disease have shown that if you take lutein as a supplement, which means supplement there are uh, in the pharmacy, you can find lutein in the pharmacy and get it. I don't know here in Greece is without prescription. I don't know about US. Mm -hmm. But if you take that lutein to combat eye disease, studies have found that it's not so good for your organism because in some cases, the lutein as a supplement, straight supplement, produces some side effects, and the side effects are it lowers concentration of the blood, uh, blood, plasma, and serum of other beta-carotenoid compounds, which are also also valuable in your food and to combat disease by your food. So these clinical studies had opposite effects on cataract and macular degeneration. So we have focused our study on the diet-rich lutein that can potentially restore the nitrooxide levels in both syndromes, post-COVID and mRNA agency. And we have found that uh, Dr. McCollatsk established a protein detoxification treatment protocol for spike to degrade spike and lower the spike side effects inside the organism because spike protein is a highly toxic molecule which you can find in another paper that has to do with bromelain uh, pro uh, protein degrading, degrading enzymes and curcumin that lutein can fit in this protocol as well and be the fourth molecule mm -hmm. for curing um, the side effects found in post-COVID and the mRNA injuries. Okay. So lutein actually normalizes, as I said, the reactive nitrogen oxygen species and the reactive nitrogen species and uh, inhibits main spike protein, SARS-CoV-2 spike protein pathogenic pathways on both syndromes, the post-COVID-19 syndrome and the mRNA vaccine injury syndrome. Next slide, please. 
But for our audience that isn't uh, uh, aware of this, can you uh, describe yes, uh, NF Kappa Beta? And Yes, uh, the NF Kappa Beta is the main molecular pathway that the spike protein produces pathogenesis, is the main pathway and the AP1 pathway. These are the main pathways that when spike protein is expressed or spike protein is introduced inside the causes inflammation and causes chronic inflammation that leads to many, many severe diseases like as dementia, neurodegeneration, and cancer. So, the lutein has the capability to inhibit these pathways of spike protein introducing inflammation inside the cell. Very good. So, it works inside the cell. It works inside the cell, yes. Okay. It works uh, inside the cell. It's taken up by the cells and works as, as an antioxidant defense. So, on the top, we have the fine molecular structure of lutein. Why is so uh, spectacular molecule lutein? Because it has on the two edges, the two hydro hydroxyl groups, which are the main antioxidants against, yes, against the reactive oxygen species and thereafter the reactive nitrogen species. So where you have the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein via two ways, as I said, NF-kappa-beta before, before the NF-kappa-beta, the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein stimulates the tall receptors, the TLR2 and TLR4. So these receptors initiate the inflammatory process. So mm -hmm. lutein acts in many places and in many places of the pathways that are common for the TLR2 NLR4 TLR4 pathways. It inhibits the P38 to introduce and progress the inflammation. As we said before, it also inhibits the AP1 expression and it also inhibits the NF-kappa beta I've explained before. The activation by the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein without the lutein or without other antioxidants, but particularly we're talking about lutein, leads through a complex process of molecular pathways to inflammatory disease, vascular inflammation, cardiovascular disease, neurovascular disorders, and cancer, all stimulated by the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Now, now, Tony, for people who, who you know, are not doctors, can you explain what a toll-like receptor is? Like, what is it? The toll-like receptor is the sensor inside the cell that senses that something toxic has been inside the cell. And the cell has mechanisms inside and the two, there are many sensors, and these are called TLRs, okay? There are TLR1, TLR2, TLR3, TLR4, many sensors. But particularly these sensors by the spike protein are triggered to initiate inflammation. And why does the cell want to initiate inflammation? On an initial phases, the cell wants to initiate inflammation because it was to withstand the toxic effect of a pathogenic molecule. So 
But this has two sides the coin. The first side of the coin is that, okay, you introduce, you introduce inflammation. But the second side of the coin is when you introduce inflammation inside the cell, how toxic is for the cell? With spike protein, the inflammation that introduces inside the cell is highly toxic. It disorganizes many, many cellular functions and this mirror the organism's functions as well. Yeah. Have I explained well, Peter? Yeah, no, that's excellent. Now, okay. let's get into oxidative stress. Yes. The oxidative stress is initiated by oxygen, which is actually split into two because you have oxygen, oxygen two, two molecules of oxygen, which are stable. And then you have one molecule of oxygen and one molecule of oxygen. So these atoms of oxygen, which are molecules again, are highly reactive and oxidate other things inside the organism and inside the cell. But they also initiate the reactivity of the nitrogen species inside the cell. So below from the uh, of the nitrogen stress, we see the some nitrogen species with this, which is the peroxynitrate, which is very highly toxic. So what happens inside the organism by the spike protein, we have you have two uh, oxidative pathways going on. The oxidative stress, which produces the oxygen radical species, and the nitrosative stress, which produces the nitrate reactive oxygen reactive species they're both bad okay and what is the main molecule that produces the nitrosative species the main molecule that produces the nitrosative stress and the nitrosative species the main species of the nitrosative stress is nitric oxide nitric oxide produced inside the organism whether you find it in low levels in the post-COVID syndrome or in, in, in the mRNA injury syndrome, or whether you find it in high levels in the mRNA injury syndrome, sorry, this, is, this can, I was confused. Whether you find an imbalance of nitric oxygen inside your organism, this imbalance produces many, many diseases. For the post-COVID, it has been identified that the low levels of nitric oxide produces autoimmunity, neural brain dysfunction, and dementia. Whereas the mRNA vaccine, uh, vaccination injury, where you have high nitrogen oxygen species, you have the endothelial damage, which Peter is an expert on cardiovascular disease, but you have the cardiovascular disease, as I said, you have, which the main point, the arrhythmogenic, cardiac phenotype, which means that the heart does not beat in the certain uh, way that should beat. This is called in Greek arrhythmogenia, arrhythmia. Arrhythmia means that the beats of the heart are not the ones that they are supposed to be. And this is very, very, very toxic for the organism. Next slide, uh, Peter. So, and I will explain. Tony, let me see if I got this right. 
So lutein has, has these effects we've described in the prior slides, but it looks like it also works very downstream, protecting against oxidative stress. Oxidative stress and nitrosative stress, yes. Which nitrosative stress is the one that affects mainly the cardiovascular. Okay. And mainly the nitrosative stress may lead to heart failure and sudden death. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Caused by SARS-CoV-2 spike growth. Right, right. Okay, let's move on. Uh, so this kind of now starts to summarize this. Yes. Lutein cuts the oxidative stress and the nitrosative stress in the organs. So lutein cuts the nitric oxide and it cuts the production or arthmogenic heart phenotype of cognitive impairment of dementia and of neurodegenerative diseases, all caused by the spike, uh, the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. That's why I put this slide, which is not the slide inside the paper, because I wanted to summarize for a non-medical doctor audience how important lutein is for their organs. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is a, an excellent concept slide. Uh, I'll I'll tell the audience that we have a paper. Uh, it's been published on the preprint server system, and I will provide that in the in the notes of the Substack as well as um, the column and podcast. Now, let me ask you: you show uh, various fruits here in zero point. Yeah, it's not fruit. It's only one fruit, and this fruit is the olive fruit, the, the fruit olive. of the olive tree. Okay, so it only so comes what happens. Olives. What happens is that lutein is an extremely fragile molecule, as I said. It is biodegradable in food, which means if you have a salad, which in the salad you mix the cheese and you mix the vinegar and you mix the lemon, lutein gets lower to be absorbed from your food. You should eat your food raw. So this is why I say it depends on the food matrix. Because the modern Western individual uh, eats complex foods and processed foods, lutein is being destroyed inside the diet. Okay. So the main point is that the olive tree has the olive fruit and the olive fruit produces the olive oil. Lutein has a very, very big concentration inside the olive oil, but again, it is biodegradable, which means, as I will show you on the next slide, if you can go, uh, this is not, not, not this slide, the last slide, but we can go on this slide after the last slide. Okay. Okay. So this is an experiment I have performed from NASCO ID, which NASCO ID Biotechnology Laboratory is my own private laboratory doing um, ex experiments, okay? And also holding my patents in NASCO ID Biotechnology Laboratory. I'm kicked off of any other organisms, but I still have NASCO ID in my private laboratory. I have performed with the University of Athens a, tw a two years experiment on lutein. And you have, on the first part, you have the lutein, you have the olive oil that has been standardized with the purification technique that I have patented. And you have the olive oil, the four degrees, you say, without filtration. So is the control. 
and you will see that the normal olive oil after three months shows about degradation of lutein inside it. So this is the big problem. Whereas the purified extra virgin olive oil that I have filtered and monitored for 24 months, the lutein remains stable inside it, even if you have it at room pet temperature for two years, almost, which is highly significant because what actually um, would be very important for people is to start eating food, natural, and this food that people are eating may be their medicine. And this concerns a lot of people that they suffer from post-COVID and especially from mRNA injuries. There is one patient in Greece that started which this person after the second mRNA showed tremendous dementia and tremendous cognitive failure. That patient started Peter's detoxification protocol. And after six months I have that she has not spoken, she said her first word. Wow. Now, now and, Anthony, Anthony, I want to understand. So lutein is, is very unstable. It's easily biodegraded. You said I gave her the oil that the lutein was stable inside, and she's eating the olive oil raw three times a day so, on a plastic. So, so yeah. is it the is it this first pressed olive oil that, that, that hasn't been refined, right? The, the yes, because yes, yes, okay. because if you take the olive oil and then you take the processed olive oil. This processed olive oil, you take that, you take it from, um, let's say, you you extract the olive oil from the olive trees, okay? <laughs> Inside the olive oil, there has some lipoxygenase transcripts, DNA transcripts, from the olive fruit, which are considered to degrade the fruit to start growing again a new tree. This is completely normal. But... The modern processes have high lipoxygenase transcripts inside the olive oil. And this is the one that makes also lutein to degrade inside the olive oil that you're eating. And this is shown after three months of extraction, which is highly significant for people's diet. Because people may think, okay, I eat olive oil because particularly olive oil is combined with lutein due to the high oleic acid, monounsaturated fatty acid it has inside, and not other oils like sunflower oil or other oils are compatible for lutein to absorb and go inside the organs. So what we need this time is a high standardized process of olive oil production, which can give to the people the olive oil that can be medicine for <clears throat> the post-COVID and mRNA injury syndromes. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's One a of medicinal. The it's a medicinal grade olive oil. That's what's needed. Uh, is it available in any commercial supplements right now? Listen, I did all my research at NASCO, 
And what I did is that I have some some few amount because to find the olive oil first to be rich in lutein, and secondly, not have this olive oil pesticides inside. I check about 800 pesticides. Is a, a, a checking that costs about 150, 1,500 euros for each sample. To find these olive trees that produce high lutein on the fruits and also be free of pesticides is very, very hard. I don't know about America because you have growing olive oils in California. But and this may interest also our US a lot. But here in Greece, it is very, very difficult to find olive trees that produce olive oil without pesticides, be high in lutein. So they should be further processed at the time you have extraction from the olive uh, uh, production uh, industry. Yes. To so, purify uh, them and so, be medicinal grade olive oil. Yes. So, Anthony, we're going to take a break right here for our audience. So we're just going to pause okay. for silence uh, for just a minute. We're talking with uh, Dr. Anthony Karagopoulos from Greece, who's uh, really enlightened us about lutein, uh, a, yeah. a substance that's in uh, really the the untainted, uh, fresh olive oil. And we're going to get back to this in just a minute. You're listening to McCullough Report. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down. 
or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're picking up on a great conversation with Dr. Anthony Karagopoulos, who's a co-author. He's a real leader in the pandemic response, applying his scholarship. And we've been going through slides on uh, on Ludian. And so this is really, in many ways, uh, summarizing what you've presented so far. Summarizing and also pointing out a diagnosis but I don't know whether this diagnosis is occurring in the U.S., and I want to stress the medical audience to perform this diagnostic uh, procedure. As we explained, lutein um, can alleviate, can balance the nitric oxide levels in the serum plasma and the blood of patients suffering from post-COVID-19 or suffering from an mRNA vaccine injury. To perform, therefore, a diagnostic technique and establish the serum, plasma, and blood levels of nitric oxide in the patients that suffer from post-COVID-19 or an mRNA vaccine injury syndrome is needed. I have asked highly uh, respected clinical colleagues here in Greece, and nobody knows, nobody knows, I have asked cardiologists, professor of cardiology in Greece. I have asked a professor of nephrology in Greece. And nobody knows about nitric oxide. And nobody knows whether there is an examination, routine examination, that the patient should perform to establish the levels of the nitric oxide inside their organism. So I want to stress to the medical colleagues that to prognose a high nitric oxide level inside the organism, you can prevent further a cognitive failure from post-COVID and you can prevent dementia progress from post-COVID. In the mRNA vaccination injury syndrome, whether you, when you prognose an altered nitric oxide level, you may diagnose, therefore, the arrhythmogenic heart phenotype, and at the end you may prevent heart failure or a sudden death that the individual may not know has. This is very, very important to establish the examination that standardizes and examines and tests for nitric oxide levels in serum plasma and blood. Here in Greece, it is not a routine examination scale. I don't know about U.S. people. Oh, to Tony, we don't have an ability to directly measure it. I mean, there are studies of what's called forearm brachial reactivity, which give us an indirect measure of nitric oxide availability. But we don't but, have a, a direct measure. But I think the important points of this slide is that nitric oxide uh you know does play a role in almost certainly both neur- neurologic and cardiovascular disease post covid 
and after the vaccine. Yes, and this is actually one of the many, this is actually the main highlight of the paper, the essence of the paper. The essence of the paper is that um, nitric oxide makes the damage, and the damage is produced due to oxidative and nitrosative stress imbalance inside the organism, and a lowering of the antioxidant defense of the organism, which leads to severe pathology by the spike protein. Because spike protein, SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, especially when it is produced by the mRNAs, is highly toxic for the organism and produces highly and severe oxidative and nitrosative stress inside the organism. And I want to add this because this is our next Peter um, endeavor of research. I want to add that there are very, very important groups of people like the autistic children, that they suffer from oxidative and nitrosative stress in their organism. And this is not an identified group of patients that may have severe consequences by the mRNAs. We're talking about children, and we're talking about a condition where there is an inherited oxidative stress Mm -hmm. And there is no paper to say what SARS-CoV-2 spike protein does inside the organism of the autistic children. Well, Tony, you bring up a good point. You know, the COVID-19 vaccines have never been tested in children with neuropsychiatric syndromes, adult with neurodegenerative diseases. And you've presented the rationale for why these vaccines could make things much worse. Um, much worse. You know, I know about a case in uh, near Houston, Texas, of a, a boy with uh, with uh, 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 a Autism. neurodegenerative disorder, and uh, uh, in that situation, he develops COVID, and uh, he's uh, put in the hospital for COVID. He's around age ten years old, and uh, then it. It turns out that he's markedly worse. He comes into the hospital walking. He comes out of the hospital in a wheelchair, and he's still in a wheelchair a year and a half later. And the parents approached me, and I had a chance to examine him. And uh, you know, they, um, you know, they are convinced that COVID nineteen is the cause of this change. Now he he. Um, uh, he has a, a condition um, that, uh, you know, does not, it affects uh, the muscles, it affects the nerves, uh, as so many of these conditions do. So it's it's hard to point out, but it makes me think that oxidative stress, uh, uh, you know, nitrogen-related stress, something fundamental at the cellular level has happened. This is just with the infection. Yes. Yes, because you have the spike protein from the infection and you have other proteins of the virus, but especially the spike protein. But has this child been vaccinated? Peter? No, he did not take the vaccine and his baseline conditions called Friedrich's ataxia. Okay. okay. So, Tony, I want to bring this home now. A lot of people are going to wonder practically, what can somebody practically do in their diet right now 
to favor lutein intake, at least in theory? Yes. What, what yes. Can they do? Eat your food raw, raw food. Don't cook it. Wash it thoroughly and eat it raw. Eat your carrots raw. Eat your yellow carrots. If you can find yellow carrots, a better source of lutein. Raw. Okay. okay? And actually, drink. If you can find medicine-grade olive oil, drink it. And it should be fresh before three, four months from production. And drink wow. it raw. Don't but Tony, people, people don't normally drink olive oil. How much are we talking about? We're talking about three spoons per day for a man. Wow. And, and two spoons for a day for a woman. Well, listen, I mean, that could go on a salad, couldn't it? No, you shouldn't mix it. You should eat it raw. Wow. And then you drink a glass of water. Boy, I, I tell you what, Tony, my father-in-law lived to 98, and he used to take the olive oil just like that. And he took it with cloves of garlic. And, yes, uh, you, yes. Know, you can mix middle. garlic acid inside. It doesn't destroy lutein because it's antioxidant. Yeah, it's a, but you know he lived a good long time, and he he never you know he had a full head of hair when he was done. So uh, yeah, this traditional medicine, my friend called it Peter. Traditional yeah. medicine, yeah. Well, this is terrific. This has been a great re review, Anthony. And thank you so much for spending time with us. We've learned very, a lot. very welcome, Peter. Um, and I we think continue a lot of people are going to be looking for medicinal grade olive oil or the best uh, olive oil they can find. Uh, but this is exciting. This means uh, there's are things people can do right now. And uh, we're looking uh, forward I will send you also the side of NASCO idea then can communicate with me and advise them. Or you can give them my email to people and okay. start advising because they need advice. People need advice on their diet. And because the Western civilization, you all this process of food is paying tremendously by spike protein and the mRNA. That's that's okay. that's so true. Well, we're gonna have to leave it here. Uh, we've been talking to Dr. Anthony Karagopoulos in Greece. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Nice, Peter. Bye. Nice. Bye. Have a nice time. Let's and have strength real. from God. God's strength. God's strength. God's strength. Thank you. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is McCullough Report and Courageous Discourse.